Great afternoon. You are in the fast lane with Sarah Jane. And today, Therese Fortin Barnes, also known as T, is here with me. And she is known as the head green living guru. So welcome, T, into the fast lane today. Thank you. So happy to be here, Sarah Jane. And thank you for having me on your show. Well, we've never spoken and uh, I've followed you for a while, so I know that we have many things in common. So I'm very excited about this conversation. And I like to ask my green living friends this right out the gate because I want uh, to set the stage. Why do you think so many people think green living and toxin free is a joke? Well, I think a lot of it has to do with uh, marketing for all the other products, although I think things are changing a little bit. Uh, One of the people are inundated with commercials, with doctors telling them that uh, there's this way to go and nobody's directing them the other way. So, so many people have, that's how their brain has been programmed. And it's our job as health coaches to help them realize there is not just one road. There's a a lot of different roads that you could take and you've got to explore all the options and see what's available out there. So I, I was born and raised this way and I was, and I'm 58 years old. So when I was in grade school, high school, uh, college, and I was eating, you know, organic food, grown up, brought up on it. No Burger King, McDonald's uh, pizza was like maybe once in a while. And I was teased for it. And uh, then when I went to college, I went to college to open up a health food store, believe it or not. And I came out as a party planner. But uh, back then, there were no whole foods. There were just little corner uh, co-ops as everybody used to know them. And that's all we shopped at. And I wanted to open up the eyes to people and open up a supermarket as everybody knows as whole foods today, but that is not my (laughs) business. I wish it were, but that was my, that was my model pretty much when I came out of college and I came out and somehow ended up being a professional party planner for the last 35 years. And now I'm pivoting into what I've been doing for 35 years. And here I am today. So it's, it is a uh, it is a stigma. I think it has gotten a lot better. Mm-hmm. I used I'll never forget somebody used to, came into my house and saw the price tag on uh, organic milk once, and I'll never forget her her kind of mocking me and joking at it. And those things resonate with me and sit with me. And I realize that you know I realize when I'm talking to people that there's certain people you are not going to convince mm-hmm. my best you know friend's husband's a doctor and I feel like sometimes when I'm talking to them he looks at me like I am quack and but when I get them to start seeing little bits and pieces of things that you can change in your life that make it healthier by avoiding toxic chemicals people are starting to realize people are starting to open up their eyes to all these chemicals and how they're affecting us And I really, really like this quote. And I actually saw it on your Instagram. The greatest wealth is health. And Virgil said that a long time ago. So it makes you wonder, you know, they're saying these things way back then. And it's almost like we're catching up to it now because we've, I mean, I wasn't, I was not 
raised like this at all. So this is a lot of research and a lot of educating myself, learning from other people like you. Um, but it is difficult to raise kids like this because you're right, because people think it's weird because it's different. And it's hard because just because you do something different, people are judging you, but you're not judging them and they're doing the same thing as everyone else. So how do you speak to your clients, the people that you're working with or a friend or someone in need and help educate them so they don't feel like they're being really judged? Because I think that's where people think like, oh, you do that. Well, I don't do that. So then they get defensive. How, how can you meet them on their level? So that is a very tricky situation because as I said, some people are just blinded and that's just their way. It's not even convincing them one way or another. And unfortunately, so often it takes an illness or, or a disease or cancer to make them realize, oh my God, I have to change something in my diet. I have to change something in my life. Mm -hmm. So that is why I personally am on this mission to help as many people as possible see that you need to do these changes beforehand, before you get that illness, before you get that disease, uh, because illness is expensive, as that quote basically means, invest your money in your health, mm -hmm. and that is your greatest wealth. And so the, um, did I answer your question or did I go wrong? <laughs> no. No, I, I think you were right on the right track. So when you are encouraging someone to try this, how do you come off? Um, at, I don't know you, but I'm watching you. I know what I'm like. And I think we come from a place of caring and sharing right. is caring. So we are just trying to help people. But how, how can you bring up that? How do you encourage people to make changes without letting them think, or without, I know you're not thinking this, but without them thinking you're saying, stop doing what you're doing is right. wrong and do what I say. How, how can you approach that? Or how can I approach that better? So I try to talk with them and not to them. Mm. So I try to talk, figure out what, do you have any you know issues? Is there anything concerning you about your health? Do you sneeze? Do you not sleep well? Not that I go into all those diagnoses, but there's things I try to get into their mindset uh, and see what their um, what they what they would like to change in their their diet or their life. But it's it's a very fine line, and it's um, it's. I try to talk with them. That's the easiest answer I can say because it's certain people are an open book. They ask you 40 questions. Other ones, you can tell they're interested, but I don't try to push it. I don't try to be too much in their face. And honestly, sometimes I am. But I, you know, I, and I don't know if I'm like over the top or am I okay with what I'm doing. I, but I know I'm okay with what I'm doing because people stop me on the street all the time or people send me messages and just say, thank you for what you are doing because I didn't know all of this even existed and why there are chemicals in everything we are using in our lives and mm -hmm. why they are present. So it's, a, it's, a, it's knowledge. 
And I always like to go back to a little bit of the history too, because if you understand the history of chemicals and you understand where they came from and the years of what's going on with chemicals and how they're being put in so many products and the companies that have just a grasp on uh, so many industries and a political world, I won't get into that, but they do. They, they have so much money and they lobby yeah. for all of the, against all of these bills. So when people start realizing that and seeing, if this isn't just you and I and other health coaches say, don't do it because it's bad for you. Right. Let's hear, let's see what, why, it, why are we saying that? What is the reason? Well, the reason is because there's 80,000 chemicals on the market and only a handful. When I say a handful, last time I checked, it was like 110 were tested for. So in the United States, when people understand in the United States uh, that we have a policy of you are innocent until proven guilty. So I can make up a uh, laundry detergent. Okay. I can put whatever I want in that laundry detergent and I can put all the chemicals I want in that laundry detergent. And I do not have to prove that that is safe. I can tell you it's safe, but I do not have to prove it where in the United Kingdom and even in Canada, you, they have to prove it safe before it goes on the market. So that is why, so people understand those policies that are in place that are archaic, mm -hmm. then they can start seeing this is not us just saying this, this is tr the history of chemicals and where they came from and how they came out of the World War II and everything had to be fresh and clean and the chemical industry jumped on board and saw the money that could be made. So it's, and it's, unfortunately, it's all about money too. Yeah. And so when you understand the mindset, and I always try to, I love history. So I always try to do a little history with my clients. So you really see where it came from and where we are headed. And it's in our hands to protect ourselves. We have to protect ourselves. Uh, at the EPA, none of the other organizations, the FDA, great, they are doing, they're protecting us to a degree, but they aren't protecting us from chemicals. Mm -hmm. And to put this in perspective, there are 1300 chemicals banned in Europe. There is 11 banned in the United States. If that does not upset, even if you hate all things toxin-free, which I'm sure you aren't listening to this then, but just in case, that should anger you. 11? So 11. think about this stuff. A lot of people focus on what they eat. I eat clean, I eat clean, I eat clean. But they don't focus on the products they're using. Mm -hmm. They're not thinking about the laundry detergent. You're soaking that in through your feet. You're wearing your underwear. They're not thinking about... Um, what you're washing your hands with, everyone's using hand sanitizer. Um, I think it's the average woman puts on like 113 chemicals in the morning. Why do people equate health and healthy lifestyle mainly just to eating? Well, because that is, so there's regulations, right? So organic, you have to get certified organic. Uh, you don't have to do that for any of these other products you just mentioned, by the way. So the, it's harder, I think it's harder because 
of, I think, truly because of the regulations. There's, even though there's organizations fighting for them, but there's not the Organic Consumers Association that really is out there. And you have to have that stamp of organic on your food or non-GMO. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are present. Now they're, it's starting to, so you're starting to see that certain products, dental floss, let's just say it popped into my head. Dental floss is now PFA, uh, PFAS free. PFAS is, for your listeners that don't know, are chemicals that are called forever chemicals. It's a huge issue right now. It is in so many different personal care products and makeup, so many, and it's a whole laundry list of these chemicals. And they, um, they just passed something in Congress to get that, these chemicals out of makeup and personal care products. But so you'll start seeing, just like you see paraben-free, just like you see uh, um, thylate-free, but it's, slow, it's such a slow process. And what, um, so the, or the food is... Uh, Reg, you know, there's more, I think there's just, that's where it started. Mm-hmm. That's where people start, you know, oh, wow, we don't want to eat pesticides and herbicides. They're eating it and they're ingesting it. People don't understand that every, like you said, everything, our skin is our largest origin. Everything you put on your body, near your body, in your body, all five senses, if you're breathing, sleeping, eating, or breathing, sleeping, you know, anything that's being affected can potentially be cancer causing, can potentially be all these other illnesses that out there that could be causing them and also weaken people's immune systems on top of it. So I think that that's my take on it. And when I go through someone's home or when I go through you know, on a Zoom call with somebody and try to analyze things in their house, the first thing I really do, I don't even look at food at first. I look at more the indoor air because I am really big on indoor air quality because we are breathing that Mm -hmm. and it's getting into your, um, not only your lungs, but your skin, you're walking around, your pesticides. If you don't take your shoes off, if you spray your garden and you walk in, you're walking around barefoot, you are, all those chemicals are getting in your body, your animals' bodies, your kids' bodies, your babies Mm -hmm. are crawling around in these chemicals. So that's one area that I really uh, look at. And, and you mentioned laundry detergent. It's probably the first thing I ask people what they are using because you are sleeping in it and then you're breathing it in in your house all day. You're breathing it in in your clothes all day. Mm-hmm. You are, uh, if you're forced air, it's being forced into your vents all day, night, air conditioning, heating, whatever. And then you're also polluting the outside with all these chemicals that are in laundry detergent. So. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably uh, why. So when we discuss food, and this hasn't happened to me a lot because I don't eat this food myself, but when I pick up something like my son, my mom, um, not on this train, so she will always have little mini Snickers. So mm-hmm. my son will grab them. And I was looking at the package and it said, this is made with genetically modified mm-hmm. products or whatever. And you try to be calm about it. But so then I'm telling my kids, so this is not real food. So they're making this up in a lab and they're putting it in here. This isn't even real food, but I like them. I said, well, you like them because they put stuff in there that always makes you want them. So when you see something like that on a package, which I'm sure you don't see very often either, because you're not eating it. Does it just make you kind of want to 
throw your hands in the air and think, yeah. what the what the hell? Yes, yes, all the time. I mean, if somebody's eating that once in a while, like my husband will come home with Reese's because he loves the Reese's. Okay, but it's uh, it, it's it's a battle. And you, have, how old are your children? Ten, eight, and three. Oh yeah. So, and that's hard that your mom's not on uh, the same train as you because she wants to probably please them and chocolate, please them and chocolate bars, please them. Right. Yeah. So that's difficult, but you just, you do your best as a mother. Mm -hmm. Um, I always say that for somebody that has children, the best, the best you can do is not have them in your house snacks like that. Okay. Mm -hmm. If they're going to get them outside of the house, that's fine. No, you're in, I always say, go for the snacks that put in the refrigerator, your cut vegetables, your hummus, try to get them to help with cooking too. That's another big thing I try to get families to do mm-hmm. because kids need to see how, how, what help and help with their diet, with their, because otherwise they're watching, if they're watching TV, which they are, and they're on the computer, they're being inundated with this crap out there. I hate to say it, but it is, it is some of it is just horrible. It shouldn't be on the market. It's got dyes in it, which easily could be contributed to ADHD. And these it's red dyes and green dyes and yellow dyes and uh, um, Gatorade and all these powder, all these, what do you call them? I can't even think what they're called. The, the drinks that are supposed to give them energy. And it's right. that's maddening to me because all the and then you see all these overweight kids and then these kids with all these different problems and it all stems back personally I think it all stems back to their diet Mm -hmm. and their diet is key and so then all these kids are if they're eating all this horrible food then they're being inundated with all these chemicals in their body from lotions and lipstick and makeup and deodorant and shampoo and the list goes on and on and on. I mean, just think about their bodies trying to grow and their organs trying to grow and their their liver and kidney can only get out so much toxins. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's the reason why our cancer rate is so high. And that's me saying that personally, but uh, it's, it's the increase in chemicals has also been increasing with all of these illnesses and it's Mm -hmm. just a common denominator. So, but it's difficult. And as a mom, I can only imagine how you feel. Um, You know, you just keep pulling a plug in a way, doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I don't have children of my own. I have stepkids, I have nieces, and all of them are thanking us to this day for providing them choices, Mm -hmm. uh, better choices. And sometimes it's hard for kids too. And it's hard for grandmothers because <laughs> they want that but maybe you could um t- treat you know show her how about these uh, uh um you know i think one of the things i try to do and i'm actually trying to do this more is instead of these um m&ms let's just say look at these alternatives that don't use dyes they use vegetable dyes in their chocolate drops i know they're not the same as an m&m but they are same with gummy bears. There's gummy bears out there that don't have the red dye and all the dyes in them and they use vegetable dyes. So maybe you try to get people to say, oh, there are alternatives. Oh, those are good. 
Mm-hmm. So maybe and giving you can't her some... do better unless you know better. So, so if someone true into this and you did not know this stuff again, we are not judging you. And by the way, I live in a small town. So anyone local that's listening to this, you're, you are going to see me have ice cream or this and that at some time. What we're saying is if you do this stuff every single day and not saying you eat a Snickers every day, but if you're eating junk food every single day, that's going to compound. If you're doing it now and then you're not going to have the effects. You could still have the effects, but it's way worse when you are doing this stuff every single day. So one exposure versus repeated exposure is definitely a different circumstance. Absolutely. And it's about knowing your alternatives. So with, with the products that you offer great alternatives, Mm-hmm. And Pure Haven is, I mean, their line and everything they offer are great alternative to, to what is out there at your common Rite Aid or Walgreens or right. CBS. I don't know what you have out, you know, or your supermarkets. And everybody thinks all those products, well, they're being sold. They're okay. It's not true. They are not okay because as we go back to the regulations, they're not being regulated. So thankfully for the products you offer, there are new alternatives on the market. It's just marketing has not, um, marketing still is in the ones that are toxic in their favor because they're yeah. from huge, enormous companies, enormous that have billions to spend on uh, putting them on the shelves and putting um, them in people's hands. So, and fighting for regular, you know, their lobbyists. So, um, how about fragrance? So we call oh. fragrance the other F word. Fragrance, I have found now thinking back, um, when we used to vacation, my mom would put on her perfume before we get in the car. And I was younger, but I remember just whenever we were doing that, it almost always made me sick. Mm-hmm. And you don't say anything then because you, you know, I knew it was the perfume because I was fine any other time. But now I can't walk down a detergent aisle or um, like dryer sheets. Oh, I hate them, hate them, hate them. Some of those smells almost instantly will make me feel sick. Where, how do people get so desensitized to that stuff? Or do you think people are just so used to feeling like garbage that they don't even realize that it's coming from the fragrance? No, they do not know. And I've, I've changed so many people's habits from fragrance and uh, dryer sheets is a great example because and laundry detergent that has fragrance in it and they think that's the way their laundry smelled when they were kids so this is how laundry is supposed to smell and they freak out pretty much at first when I tell them what's what's in it and what they are doing to their bodies potentially doing to their bodies and weaning them off is really hard but once they get rid of it it's like the most ex, um, it makes it uh, exciting moment because when I know they're going to come back to me and say, I can't believe I was thought that was a good smell. And thank you so much for changing my mind because they start then the, this one girl, she was a breast cancer survivor. And she said, I went to my brother's house and he had the same laundry detergent because that's the smell was, and I told him and I told him and it was, she said it was so empowering to know 
I don't do this anymore and I've got to let other people know. And it's just so exciting to hear that because the word fragrance, you are right, is the other F word. And that's another thing, the history of the word fragrance. Why is it so terrible? Because people think it's like fragrance, you know, fragrance is whatever supposed to smell good. Mm -hmm. But the problem is fragrance is from the 1940s, if I have this right, when the perfume industry was uh, bring, introducing all the perfume onto the market, it was a trade secret. So they didn't want the other perfume companies to know what they were putting, but really it was a ploy to get the uh, government to go along with it. So if you use the word fragrance on any product, you do not have to tell them what's in that product. And it's so, chemicals. Fragrance it's means all horrible, uh, cancer-causing chemicals, um, endocrine-disrupting chemicals, uh, uh, allergies, you name it. So I know when I come around fragrance, I can get a headache immediately. Mm -hmm. And I'm so sensitive to it. My Actually, the roof of my mouth, strangely enough, will start to get numb. And, it's, it's, and it makes me so sad uh, to see people not know this. I saw a husband and a wife the other day. We have an Airbnb and they stayed in our house with their newborn baby. I couldn't even take the smell coming from them. From, my husband's like, oh my God, they, it, it just reeked off their clothes and they have this newborn baby and they're ingesting and in their lungs, this horrible chemical, all these horrible chemicals. So people don't know and they, they really don't. And they think that that's a, you know, when it says ocean breeze, they think it's the ocean breeze. Well, where's the ocean breeze coming from? It's coming from these horrible chemicals they're putting in a pot mixing it up and throwing it in your shampoo or your lotion or your deodorant or your laundry detergent so the, the word fragrance that's i'm so glad you brought that up because that in our industry of helping people uh detox their homes and get rid of these chemicals is like the number one word i tell them to look for on an ingredient label and how many times have you heard this because i hear this um from my patients a lot I have allergies. I had never mm. had allergies. And all of a sudden I have allergies. It can be coming from the products you're using. And there, I think people, I know people really overlook how many respiratory issues, asthma allergies are coming from the stuff that you are smelling, uh, not just the stuff that you're ingesting. And it isn't always dirt and dust and, oh, it's because it's, it's time to harvest. Well, it's definitely not time to harvest now, but your allergies are worse now than they ever have been. So what else could it be? It's just, it's tricky. It's it is tricky. tricky. It is tricky. And they have to be open yep. to realizing, make some changes and see if your allergies and your sniffles, I, whenever I see somebody with sniffles and uh, all the time, I'm like, hmm, I'd love to get in their home and see what I could find in their house because potentially it is loaded with chemicals and they don't know it. Um, so yeah, it's How a many good times point. you see kids yeah. nonstop snot. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And, and not only are these wrecking havoc on their potentially their health, but it's weakening their immune system. So during COVID, which made me a little crazier, <laughs> people have say they have all these chemicals in their house. Now they're spraying even more because they think they have to spray Lysol everywhere to kill the germs. And meanwhile, they're just ingesting more chemicals that 
are weakening the immune system and harming it. And it's just, it, hopefully people are not doing that so much anymore, but it's, it's maddening because it's just getting into their system and, and they don't see it. So they don't understand it. And that's why we're here to help them understand that. Mm -hmm. Slowly, but surely. Mm -hmm. And you had said earlier about kids having ADHD in different foods that they eat. Um, it, it's just too common for a, per, a kid to have ADHD, uh, an adult to have ADHD, to be medicated right away. We're so quick to need a medication for all the things. But what are some things that you recommend people do for ADHD? Well, it's not my specialty and I'm not a doctor, so I'm not going to uh, right. you know, represent that. But it, it, if they were my children and I was uh, worried about it, uh, anything with dyes in it are concerning to me. Toothpaste has dye in it. Mm -hmm. uh, mouthwash has dye in it. So many foods that kids eat have dyes in them because they want them to look like they're uh, appetizing. So processed foods, get them off processed foods, get them off sugar. Mm -hmm. Try those routes instead of medication. I actually interviewed Dr. Allie Cohen. I don't know if you know her, but she has, uh, she's, a, she's a medical doctor and it took her dog getting sick to realize that it was chemicals making her dog sick. And she thought, well, the chemicals are making my dog sick. What is it doing to children? What is it doing to humans? And she went on this huge crusade and now has a book. But she told me in this interview that medical doctors are only trained about six hours on preventative medicine. So preventing illnesses and, and, and nutrition, six hours. They're trained on because uh, the pharmaceutical industry, here we go again, big pharma supports the medical industry. So they are training them on medicine to use and never looking at our, our um, diet as potentially being the best form of medicine and mm -hmm. from, you know, for, for kids. So uh, kids with ADHD, any, any issue that any kid has, uh, has, I would look first at diet and how are there, how they could be affecting them. I say this a lot, but it just never gets old. When I will have a parent, uh, patient or a friend say, well, he will only eat macaroni and cheese and hot dogs. Right. But you're the one who cooks because mm -hmm. he's four. So right. he's not going and getting the bowl of cereal. He's not getting the mac and cheese. He's not getting the hot dogs. He's not buying the gummy bears. You have the power to, you know, control that. You, you've got to try. Yeah. I, I, it probably all stems from the parents. It's tough. And if they don't like to cook or if they don't know how to cook, um, you get your kid involved with the cooking. It really does make a big difference. It might be hard at first, but get them chopping those vegetables. Maybe get them out, even out to a farm to mm -hmm. pick the vegetables. Maybe start a little vegetable garden in your house so they see that 
wow, this is pretty cool. It, mm -hmm. Kids love that. They love seeing these, these seeds grow and like, wow, we just grew arugula. I can pick it and we can eat it or strawberries. Even little things like that are so um, powerful to send a message to your children and start off small. Maybe, maybe it's once a week, we're going to be, you know, doing something together as a family and cooking only fresh vegetables and um, nothing processed. So mm -hmm. there's little things. It's hard. People just have to want to make a change. Mm -hmm. And I have a gardener. My eight-year-old is a gardener. Love he loves to compost. He wants to do Great all the things. So it makes it pretty fun. Yeah, what, that's awesome. What is one thing that you would tell people that they are exposed to on a daily basis that would surprise them? Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, well, these forever chemicals, which I already mentioned. So let's pick another one. Like, what do you think someone is using daily that they don't know is super toxic? Maybe that is a better, better way to say it. Like we all have certain things that we use every single day. What is something that you could say you are using this every day and it's probably toxic. So take a look at the ingredients in your what? Oh, like an actual product, like, um, yes. like Tide or something like that. Well, you can't say that because we've already talked about that one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Something else right. that someone's using daily that they need. You, you, you're listening to this podcast and T is encouraging you to right now when we're done, go and look at the ingredients in what product? I would say let's go for toothpaste. Good. And because people think toothpaste, toothpaste is just toothpaste. It's not just toothpaste. And especially if it has any color in it, the, the uh, toothpaste, and you're putting it in your gums. So immediately, it's in your mouth, it's in your teeth, it's being absorbed into your body. Right away, it's going into your bloodstream. Look at the ingredients on your toothpaste. And the, uh, the I think there's triclosan in it. I mean, there's certain ingredients in different toothpaste, but... And there's cancer-causing ingredients in a lot of different toothpaste. Now, fluoride is in some toothpaste. There's a lot of controversy with fluoride. I won't go there. Mm -hmm. um, I love if you want to if you want to try a toothpaste, try Dr. Bronner's uh, peppermint toothpaste. I think it would be a good transition because there is some toothpaste on the market that if you're not used to, it, you're like, ugh, it's like because mm -hmm. it's it's habit. They're used to. Mm -hmm some of these other toothpaste that you just can get at the um, drugstore. So try Dr. Bronner's. It's Dr. Bronner's I think is great. I personally have something called bite and they're these little capsules, um, little, and you chew them and then you brush your teeth and it's just to, basically toothpaste. Um, it's all healthy ingredients, but taking it a whole nother step further it comes in a glass container and every three months they send you in a uh, paper bag, basically, to refill your glass container because toothpaste, I forgot how many billion toothpaste containers are thrown out in the United States every year and the amount of them they are finding in the ocean 
and in all of our waterways, as if you Google toothpaste containers in the ocean, you will be just disgusted with what is happening and how they are having, it's, it's a very big um, problem in the ocean right now. So that is one thing I would do. So if you want to take it a whole nother level, then you go the sustainable way, but at least mm -hmm. try, try the Dr. Bronner's. If you, I don't know if Pure Haven probably doesn't have toothpaste, do they? They do. Oh, sorry. Then go Pure Haven way. <laughs> I say in the peppermint one, I like peppermint. So that would be good. good. Um, the one that Absolutely. I use is charcoal. Charcoal is great. Okay. I, that was like, that's a whole nother step because it, it takes people used to getting, uh, used to getting used to the uh, charcoal and it, it's probably dark. Right. Yeah. 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 So that's a whole nother, I was going to bring that up, but that's like, okay, that's a whole nother step into, yeah. which, which is great because it's also a tooth, teeth whitener too. Yeah. And, um, everybody wants white teeth. So true. yeah, true. toothpaste, toothpaste is definitely one. So we didn't even get talking about, I wanted to touch a little bit on toxins and cancer, toxins and autism. Um, so I think we're going to have to do a round two with yes, teeth. Yes, absolutely. And we didn't talk about sunscreen, which is one of my huge uh, topics that I love to talk about because everybody says the sun causes sunscreen and causes cancer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what did I say causes sunscreen? sunscreen. <laughs> I, causes I speak your language. Yeah, right. Causes cancer. And I have convinced so many people that you have to look at the sunscreen you're putting on your body, that the sun is baking into your body. Mm -hmm. Nobody pays attention to those ingredients because there's cancer causing ingredients in sunscreen, not mm -hmm. the sun necessarily. So pay attention to... so. Read your ingredients and know your labels is really how I like to uh, tell everybody because if you, knowledge is power, as you said, and uh, if you start turning the label around and looking at it, you'll start realizing and seeing some of these things. It makes small changes at, at a time. It's interesting that you brought up sunscreen because I used to think I was allergic to the mm. sun because yep. I would break out here so badly. Right. But now knowing what I know, no, I was allergic to the sunscreen mm -hmm. that I was putting on my body because it would make me itch and I would just, I wouldn't feel good, but right. I never would have thought it was the sunscreen back in 2005. So it was the sun. I was just so sensitive to the sun. Like, yes, yeah. absolutely. And there's decent sunscreen out there too. So there's alternatives. And does Pure Haven have sunscreen as well? Yes. And oh. they just came up with a face sunscreen, a moisturizing awesome. face sunscreen. Awesome. It's great. We have choices. And it's little by little. So if you're listening yeah. to this and you're thinking, I don't do anything non-toxic, well, don't go home and throw absolutely everything out because if you get too overwhelmed, you're not going to stick with it. That's right. So the best way to probably do is to contact you because this is what you do. You help people uh, remove the toxins. You coach them through. And people, coaches really are beneficial. Like, mm. For all the stuff Definitely. that I know about health, I have a coach that is helping me because, you know, this is what I know about myself and this is, you know, and then you find someone that looks outside the box. So yes. we're going to put all of your contact information, your website, sure. your Instagram, whatever you give me, I will share with the people. And um, our goal is to encourage people to live better, do better and be better. T, you do that on a daily basis. I admire you for that. And I hope uh, people listening today will reach out and improve their lives as well. 
And thank you. And thank you for everything you do too, because it's going to take all of us to move the needle of these chemicals. So thank you for all of your efforts as well. And we're coming from different sides of the countries and I love it. Yes. T is in New York and I am in North Dakota. So yeah, it's great. It is great. All right. Keep on doing what you're doing. Absolutely. And thanks for having me today. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Fast Lane with Sarah Jane podcast. If you like what you hear, share the podcast and hit the subscribe button so you get updates on all new episodes. And we truly love feedback, so ratings and reviews are appreciated.